Struggling to keep track of your story and world? Archivos is for you! More intuitive than a wiki, more extensible than Scrivener, Archivos builds your story bible into your personal, always-on tactical display. Graphical relationship charting, continuity tools, this thing has it all with bonus options for fan engagement and real-time collaboration. Archivos. Story world management done right www.archivos.digital. That's www.archivos.digital. Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 940. Today we hear from Christopher, who asks, I didn't start writing with fan fiction, but that was my first introduction into seriously writing to be read by other people. By its nature, or at least by the nature of where I posted the stories I wrote at the time, the stories were episodic in nature, each being a largely self-contained story that fit into a larger framework. It was also prone to what I now see were clunky, exposition-heavy, or relationship-building chapters. Having moved to focusing on novels, including trying to alter and adapt my fanfiction to an entirely original property, I see how much I've grown as a writer since those early days, as well as how the approach I mentioned doesn't translate well into a non-serialized novel. That being said, it would be interesting to hear your take on what benefits as well as problems are involved in writing fanfiction, and what to keep in mind when moving from fanfiction to writing all original content with the intent to publish it. Well, uh, as far as the benefits of writing fanfiction, I have to point you to uh, the two episodes that Mel Todd guested on, because she built her following in fanfiction community, and when she moved over into writing her own stuff, wow, did she do a good job of bringing her audience over. She went from zero books to making a living in 12 months. Mm -hmm. It's a seriously impressive story, and she'll tell you about how she pulled that off in those episodes, which we'll link to in the show notes. Mm -hmm. The benefits, and you actually read fan fiction, Katie, so you feel Uh, free to jump in at any time. I was going to say, um, I I am an avid reader of fan fiction, and it's one of my guilty pleasures, and I call it a guilty pleasure because I'd really rather be reading original content or re-watching the um, TV show or movies a million times, but I don't have time to, so I read short fan fictions. Um, in my view, the one weakness that that fan fiction tends to foster is you don't learn to write characters and develop their own backstories because you're writing characters that someone else has created. And oftentimes you can get away with hinting at their backstory because it's on the show or it's on the move or in the movie. And the fans that are looking for fan fiction of this particular show or movie already know who the characters are, already know what their backstory is, they're probably going to complain to you that you got something wrong 
with their backstory because it con- your fan fiction contradicts something that happened in season three. Um, but that's that's really the one weakness that I I think fan fiction fosters is, is, is the characterization. It's, it's very very related, but also it uh, can interview with the, interfere with developing world building skills. Oh yes, um, yes, and for much the same reason. That said, on the other side, because you have those obstacles taken out of your way, you can really hone very quickly your plotting and storytelling skills. Mm-hmm. And yes. despite what those of us who like to get all, all highfalutin about world building and characterization, like me, um, would prefer to think, plot and storytelling beat hands down. Every time. If you're going to be deficient in any area as a writer, being deficient in deep characterization and world building, so long as you are super strong at plot and storytelling, you're going to win the sales contest between those two authors every day of the week. Mm. Now that said, that's not a good excuse for going around just sucking it world building and characterization you want to learn those things too and um while you're in fan fiction one of the ways you can do that if it's like a star trek type fan fiction you can do your world building by having the characters visit a new world that they have to explore Mm -hmm. um and you can do your characterization by concentrating your story on the guest stars of the episode right so you can still build those chops to the point where it won't be that big of a leap to go full-fledged into your own stuff. Mm. And if it's something that's not Star Trek, or even if it's Star Trek, focus on the minor characters. The, um, the... Uh, yeah, people in dilithium mines don't get any credit at all. On one of the random red shirts, oh, okay. or... Um, <laughs> not the pick swingers. Or the murderer in a, <laughs> a police procedural, or one of the unis that find the yeah. dead body, yeah, yeah, got and it. that I sort got of it. thing. Minor. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, in terms of adapting serials to novel form, you can adapt them, or you could not. Mm. You can present them in novel form in a pretty unadapted fashion. And for a model of how to do this and how to do it well, check out Tales of the City, Further Tales of the City, uh, Tales of the City, More Tales of the City, and Further Tales of the City, Mm. all by Armistead Maupin, all of them serialized on a daily basis in the San Francisco Examiner. Daily? Really? Daily. Wow. I thought it was was weekly. Uh, Maybe it was weekly. I don't remember. All of them serialized in the San Francisco Examiner. All of them written on the fly, and all of them later collected into novels with only the very lightest touches of editing to resolve continuity problems. And the serial form shows, and it doesn't matter. And also look at literally anything besides A Christmas Carol written by Charles Dickens, because those were all written the same way. And they were also only very lightly edited, if that, when put into novel form. People will read it if it's a story they can't put down. Yeah. So, if it helps you, 
when you're presenting it, it, when you're presenting a serial in a bound collection, do not put a novel on it. That way, and don't think of it as your novel. Think of it as your serial, just in a handy dandy single reference volume, so that you can own all of it in one handsome omnibus for the low low price of nine ninety five, or whatever. And pour a little milk on it. Sorry, wait, I don't wait, know. Wait, you with... thought the minor joke was bad, and you're making a serial joke <laughs> like that? Sorry. I'm totally not letting you in the tent. <laughs> Fine, I'll sleep in the hammock out in the cold. While she's doing that, if you want to help us buy her her own tent so that she can be <laughs> properly exiled, go to HeinleinSecrets.com and back the Kickstarter for Secrets of the Heinlein Juvenile, a book designed to tell you everything you need to know about one of the archetypal literary forms of the science fiction and young adult genres that has fueled worlds like Harry Potter and the Hunger Games, but that did it 50 years earlier in a way that has survived to the point where these books have never gone out of print and they're perennial bestsellers. If you want to be able to write books targeted at a young adult audience that do that, that inspire your readers to hand their books down to the next generation, you got to read this book. And if you want to read this book, you got to back the Kickstarter because there's all sorts of cool stuff coming if we get to the stretch goals. So, HeinleinSecrets.com or check out the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to me pitch this on the fly and be silly every day. That's what you got to do during a crowdfunder, and I'm learning how to market in front of all of you. So, if nothing else, I hope you enjoyed the theater. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty McKeon and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021 J. Daniel Sawyer and the production is copyright 2021 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners. Join the conversation. Submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat. Or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.